everyone to episode seven of the Power Chats podcast. My name is Christine Martindale, Corporate Communications Specialist and your host of this podcast. Mitsubishi Power Americas has entered into the podcast arena and I'm so excited to be bringing you stimulating interviews, news, and on-the-go info that takes place right here on this platform. The Power Chats podcast has been created to spotlight Mitsubishi Power America team members, who share a passion for bringing the best customer service solutions to our internal and external customers. Let us welcome my guest for Episode 7, Rudy Rodriguez, Senior Manager, EHS, Compliance and Programs for Mitsubishi Power Americas. Hi, Rudy. Thank you for taking the time out to be on the podcast today. Hi, well, thank you for having me today. it's a pleasure to be joining us today. Yes, it's great to have you. So before we get into our conversation, please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and where you're from. Yeah, absolutely. Um, once again, my name is Rudy Rodriguez. I'm really from uh, Washington, D.C., the Alexandria, Virginia metro area. My parents actually used to be diplomats. My mom used to be a diplomat for uh, the Venezuelan embassy in D.C., and my dad used to be in the oil and gas industry. So ever since um, I was born, I had to live overseas. And so whenever my parents were deployed, whether for uh, the oil industry with OPEC or my mother for their, um, you know, as a diplomat, pretty much to live all my life until I was about 17, 18 overseas. They came back to the, to the United States and have been here for, uh, for about like 25 years. Wow. And um, how, how long have you been for with Mitsubishi Power? Well, Mitsubishi Power, uh, roughly uh, 10, 10, 11 months. Wow. It's great to have you on the guest because we have a lot to get into. So September is National Preparedness Month. National Preparedness Month is an observance each September to raise awareness about the importance of preparing for disasters and emergencies that can happen at any time. The Ready Campaign um, 2023 National Preparedness Month theme is Take Control in 123. This campaign focuses on preparing older adults for disasters, specifically older adults from communities that are disproportionately um, impacted by all hazard events, which continue to threaten the nation. You know, we uh, know that older adults can face greater risks when it comes to the multitude of extreme weather events and emergencies we now face. I know, Rudy, you and I were talking before the podcast that, you know, during any kind of disaster, you know, it's how we properly respond is, is key. You know, it's the way we think and respond to circumstances that is everything, especially when it comes to storms. I know we were talking about children and the elderly are, are especially sensitive during these times of disasters. Um, so always great to check on our neighbors. Do you want to comment on that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is a great uh, initiative from from the ReadyDoc organization, where they're they want to make sure that the elderly population, as well uh, children, the caretakers or, or caregivers, are have a plan for them. Uh, basically, want to make sure they have a good uh, communication plan. They have any type of supplies that they might need, including um, medicine, medications. Uh, they got a good uh, way to transport themselves in case of an emergency. So basically, it's a mitigation process. They want to make sure they properly prepare. They follow all the different steps that we all follow. 
but a little bit more than that because of their, you know, might be so special needs in there. Also very important that they have a proper pose event uh, plan and make sure that they know how to respond in, in, in case of an emergency. One of the uh, things that I've experienced um, a lot in the field is um, how to be prepared and how to have a good plan for our mental health. Sometimes with, uh, with a lot of the stress that comes with, with, uh, with the event or the disaster, the mental aspect of our health can be really affected. So we want to make sure that they have a ways that we can cope with that stress. Uh, for children, for example, have the, the favorite toy. Uh, now that we're in the technology area, they have a fully charged uh, iPad or, or computer. And for the early, the same, I uh, want to make sure that they have the proper uh, support uh, post-event, post making sure that they're mentally they're 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 being supported as well. No, absolutely. You know, I know we are right now in the peak of hurricane season, um, but this really applies to any disaster, right? Not just a hurricane, but any kind of disaster that may hit our area. So, just wanted to point on that. But yes, very very good points. And you did mention mental health. I know that's uh, we recently I think honored Mental Health Awareness Month, and it's just so important to keep that in mind post storm for sure. You know, in connection with September being National Preparedness Month and with your previous background, um, well, tell our listeners first uh, what your role is quickly at Mitsubishi Power currently and what your role was prior to Mitsubishi Power. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So currently I'm part of uh, the Environmental Health and Safety Team. We're under the corporate enterprise umbrella that we um, oversees for the different um, business units that we have. And my role specifically, um, I work with all the different programs and the compliance side uh, of the the EHS field. Uh, previously to that, um, from working in different sectors, uh, previously to Mitsubishi, I work at Google, same, basically same goal, same, same, uh, same role. Uh, at, before that, I work in different um, fields, sectors, such as aerospace manufacturing, uh, semiconductor manufacturing. But one of the main um, uh, experiences that I have uh, is every for the last uh, five years is working for DHS FEMA, uh, where I work as a, a safety officer uh, for them. Uh, basically, any anytime that there was some type of event or disaster, I was deployed to different areas throughout the U.S., anywhere from Alaska to Puerto Rico. Wow. And that's why I wanted to title this episode, Lessons Learned from a Former FEMA Officer. Wow, what an experience. I know you've got a big role here at Mitsubishi Power and your experience being a former FEMA officer. Um, that's why I thought, what, you would be a great guest, especially, you know, we're in the peak of hurricane season and and some tips. Um, but no, that's, that's, I'm really glad you told our listeners. It's always a great way to find out through the podcast a little bit about our employees, right? You know, we all had a have a better understanding of how to prepare for a storm. Uh, we discussed on a previous episode of the Power Chess podcast um, with Elizabeth Johnson, um, who uh, was my guest at the start of hurricane season, um, you know, thinking to plan ahead, uh, making sure uh, we have a family communications plan, sending out, setting up uh, an out-of-town contact, you know, being aware of your surroundings, securing your property, securing important documents. But Rudy, as a former FEMA officer, 
I think would this be a great question for you? So what happens post-storm when it comes to FEMA? For example, okay, we have a scenario, um, just a scenario, Cap 4 hurricane um, that just hit hit an area, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so now what? Um, maybe you can explain to our listeners when FEMA you know, comes into play, uh, whether they get involved or not get involved. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, there's a lot of uh, mis- misconception of how uh, those resources get deployed. So basically, there's a, a mitigation process. So they got to understand uh, some models and simulations that have been done where, for example, a Category 4, like we can give you an example, that Hurricane Lee that we've been tracking for a week now. There's teams in place already. Uh, they call the um, IMAT team. is the Incident Management Assistant Teams. Those are rapidly response teams that get deployed within 24 hours of a, of a hurricane or a storm um, hitting a specific area. The way they work now is that when they have figure out where the storm is going to hit, those teams get deployed even, you know, before, 24, 48 hours before it gets hit, so they're ready there to, um, to take action. Now, the way it works is that once the storm had hit and they have uh, make an assessment of the damage, the local authorities ask for help to the governor uh, for, for that specific state or different states. Then the, the governor takes the decision of if they're going to ask for at least real uh, help or assistance from the federal government. When that gets to the president of the United States, they uh, make a decision whether that's going to become an emergency declaration or not. The reason for emergency declarations are additional funds, additional resources, including FEMA. FEMA cannot be deployed until there's an authorized emergency declaration by the President of the United States. Ah, see, something I, le- I learned every day. I didn't know much about, I worked, I know about FEMA, but in terms of post-storm or when did they get involved? Because a lot of, you know, citizens or, or just people in general, they, they would say, well, we need help. Well, again, it, it's not up to us, right? So without getting too much into detail, um, can you explain a little bit how how the organizational structure works at, at FEMA? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So basically, um, as you know, we, we it's already been 22 years since 9-11. Uh, after that, there's been a lot of changes that they were made by, uh, you know, Department of Homeland Security, and other agencies. Uh, right now, there's a, um, um, a system uh, called NIMS. It's a National Incident Management System that they basically they use to make sure that all different agency entities, whether it's public safety, uh, different local governments, they're all under one umbrella of uh, uh, response uh, for the specific operations. Uh, they want to make sure that they're all following uh, the same procedures, uh, same you know, same rules, same, same policies. Uh, from there, uh, they go more of a system, it's called the uh, ICS, but basically with the uh, incident command system, you have a hierarchy pretty much of uh, who's in charge and goes from there. Usually you have the incident commander, uh, which uh, deployed, then you have a public information officer, which I'm pretty sure you're very familiar with. Yeah. Uh, liaison officer, uh, even, you know, as my role uh, as a safety officer, and you have the operations uh, section, the planning, the logistics, and the finance. Uh, so it's very well structured, and the whole idea is to make sure that all the different agencies, they're, they're working together in the same synergy and as a sync. That's great. 
Um, I wanted to make sure our listeners knew a little bit about that because I, I think it's, I find it very interesting. And while we're kind of on the topic, it's, it's great to be educated on something like this. So is there a story that you may want to share from your experience as a former FEMA officer? Yeah, absolutely. I have many stories. Um, I, I used to uh, kind of like joke around that if you see it on the news, uh, Rudy was there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anywhere from, uh, you know, wildfires and, and, and the West Coast to uh, floodings to, um, you know, tornadoes in, in, the, in the Midwest or, or in the South. But one that can uh, really strike to me is um, I was uh, deployed to Texas during the, the big winter storm uh, that hit a couple of years ago uh, where, you know, the power was very, you know, was affected. As you can imagine, we're like very low frigid uh, temperatures. A lot of people lost power, something that's very dear to us here at Mitsubishi mm-hmm. Hour. Yes. Yep. They were prepared. A lot of people were prepared. That's what's so important that we can not only think about specific hurricane storms, but different bits of variety of different uh, hazards and different events that can be affected. It can be a natural event where it could be a flooding, tornado, earthquake, could be a man-made, which, uh, like we saw with 9-11 ter- Terrorism Act, or it could be technological. We could be uh, a chemical plant, a power plant uh, incident that can affect a, a specific area. Uh, with that specific incident, then lessons learned from that was making sure that we have a backup generator, that we have uh, all the sufficient, you know, perishables and food that that we're ready for for any type of of, of event, whether it's uh, like I mentioned, natural, man-made, or technological disaster. Yeah, no, I I can't stress enough how important pre- preparation is. Right here, we are in the peak of hurricane season. And, you know, like you mentioned uh, earlier in the episode about uh, Hurricane Lee, thank goodness it's not going to impact our area. Um, but if you want to touch on real quick where, you know, where that's headed, I think it's always something we need to be, we can't let our guard down, right? We always have to be alert. And I know you had mentioned um, Lee, uh, as this episode is being recorded, it's looking like it's kind of heading toward the Northeast, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. And thank you for bringing that up because that what showed us is that we need to be prepared for any type of event at any time. Like I mentioned, the people in the North, Northeast, specifically Massachusetts, me, they never really, they have never been prepared for, for a storm this of this magnitude. So right now, uh, the, the, the path of the tracker is taking this category three, almost four, all the way to the Boston area, area where there's big possibility for a big uh, like storm surge. A flooding and and it could become a major uh, catastrophe as well. So, point being is that we gotta make sure we're prepared at all times for any type of event. Uh, and also keep track of of different you know events that are going on now with climate change that we're very you know here at Mitsubishi Power uh, we're very um, aware of the consequences. We wanna make sure that events that didn't used to affect us it can affect us now. As you saw, Southern California never seen a, a, a hurricane before. They just got hit about a month ago. Uh, same with some areas where they're not used with earthquake and so on. So the whole idea is to always, you know, be prepared. Be prepared, absolutely. You know, I was 
even thinking, you know, I have family that live in Oregon and back in April and May, it hit 90 degrees over there. And I think it hit 90 degrees before it hit here in Florida, 90 degrees. So there is climate change, right? And, uh, but we always have to be prepared. I know there's some other developments that maybe we're not called storms yet, but you know, so we cannot let our guard down. I know hurricane season um, is until November 30th, but like people in the Northeast, they're not used to maybe preparing for this kind of magnitude of storm, right? So yeah, always have to be prepared. You know, Rudy, I know we touched on a lot. Is there anything else that you want to mention that uh, we didn't cover? Yeah, absolutely. So um, aspect also is to know, not only uh, prepare, but also know what's going to be the uh, the action plan for post-storm, uh, making sure that what's going to, what some of the resources that you can have for whether for for food, for transportation, medication, and so on after the storm. That um, like we talk about it, you know, mental health is very important. Uh, we actually have a lot of resources that we offer to, um, you know, Mitsubishi Power employees. Um, if you go to our uh, Powerline EHS page, uh, we can have additional EHS resources. You're going to scroll down and you can look at different EHS resources that, that we have. That can help you obtain more information about tracking different um, storms and different events, how to uh, prepare your, you know, the office and also your at home. Just make sure that you take some time and and look for further resources and be prepared. Thank you so much, Rudy. I know you you've been the perfect guest uh, for my guest for September as it's National Preparedness Month. Um, thank you so much. Um, it's been a, a great educational episode, learning more about FEMA than I did or ever needed to know. Uh, so thank you very thank much. You so, thank you so much for having me and uh, looking forward to be uh, here again. Yeah, absolutely. Again, thank you so much for spending time, uh, Rudy, with us on the Power Chats podcast. If there are things uh, you would like to learn more about or ask about, please send us a comment on Yammer, which is also known as Viva Engage. Until next time.